כיסו, אני שמחה ונגיד לה בו, יש נהר שזורם כיסו, אני שמחה ונגיד לה בו, הצמד יבוא וישתה, מים בשפע, מי שישמע יבוא וידע, מים חיים Our vision includes freedom of navigation, which is vital to us all. The livelihood of millions of people depend on the billions of dollars in trade that flow through these sea lanes each day. And yet, in the South China Sea, we know that Beijing continues to coerce, to intimidate, 
and to make claims to the vast majority of the South China Sea. In the South China Sea, we have seen dangerous encounters between vessels at sea and provocative actions to advance unlawful maritime claims. The United States has made clear its concerns regarding actions that intimidate and bully other states from lawfully accessing their maritime resources. And we in other countries, including South China Sea claimants, have protested such behavior and unlawful maritime claims in the South China Sea. The United States just mentioned that South China Sea issue and China firmly opposes this act. At present, with the joint efforts of China and ASEAN countries, the situation in the South China Sea remains generally stable. All countries enjoy freedom of navigation and overflight in accordance with international law.
you're only borrowing that anointing. You might be saying, well, how do I get my own? 2 Kings 2.14 says, And then he took the coat of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the waters and said, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he struck the waters, they were divided here and there, and he crossed over. <laughs> you see, Elisha's first miracle was Elijah's last miracle. Because the anointing is not just about replication, it's about expansion. Because John 5.19, Jesus says, I only do what I see my father do. So if you see David praying for the sick, and you're not praying for the sick, what makes you think you're going to be anointed to pray for the sick? And if you say, I want to worship, and I want to praise, but you're back there like a stone, and you're going, this is how I worship today. <laughs> and you're expecting a breakthrough, and you're not raising your arms, or maybe you got stuck your feet a little bit, maybe you got to get excited, and you're saying, I want to go to the next level, but you're not willing to do the things to get to the next level. You see, you see him come up on his platform every Sunday and preach a great word and preach some great sermon. You say, I want that. But then you go home and you say, I'm going to watch 12 hours of television today instead of saying five hours of prayer. Yes. You say, why is it not filling me? Well, God's not filling you because you're not doing the actions that do not fill you. Yes. It comes from relationship and intimacy. He saw what the Father was doing because everything that the Father did was good. And you see, when he comes up here and he says, Woo, my hands and get some anointed oil and pray for somebody, and you see that person fall out, and you say, I want to do that. You can. Amen. You step out. Amen. You see, we've got to use this little illustration here. You see, if I'm Pastor David, and I take five steps, what you didn't see was the 50 steps behind me of Rod Parsley, of Lester Summerall, of Pastor Nathan Middleton, of Bishop Honeycutt. You don't see them because you just see him stepping forward. And so when he prays for people like Brandy, and he says, I want you to have a seven times greater anointing, that anointing from that moment becomes borrowed by Brandy. But what takes ownership over the anointing is stepping. It's the experience. See, you can't be effective unless you are producing.
Yeah. Yeah. 
change. And I just want to give him glory for that this morning.
We believe that we are in a season of dominion. Come on, shout yes. dominion. Amen. Yes. No, shout it like you believe it. We believe yes. of dominion, simply meaning that God's jurisdiction in the heavenly realm is making it way to the earthly realm through the sons and daughters of God. Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. We believe that. We believe that it was the original intent of God for his creation to have dominion, to subdue the earth, to walk in authority, to walk in control. We believe that to be the original intent of God. And somebody look over at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. we're going back, we're going back. To, the beginning. to the beginning. I'm about to walk, I'm about to walk in, dominion. in dominion. Now come on and praise God like you believe it. <laughs> For God to subdue the earth, to multiply the earth. But when man sinned, they rebelled against God. They forfeited the dominion and the power of heaven. They gave it over free willingly to the enemy. Right. Satan then gained access to dominion. Yep. Satan, who was powerless, suddenly became powerful. You determined, you need to write this down. I just heard the Holy Ghost say it. You determine how powerful the devil is in your circumstances. Amen. 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 I agree with that. You determine how powerful your adversary is in your circumstance, depending upon the dominion that you surrender to him. The only way that the devils that have been debunked from heaven can gain dominion is for you to give it to them. That's you need to right. tell the devil, you ain't getting no dominion in my mind today. That's you need right. to tell the devil, yes. you ain't getting no dominion in my body today. You need to take authority today. That's right. Amen. In Christ Jesus. Jesus came to earth not just to offer you salvation. You need to get this. Come on. Jesus did not come to earth just to offer you salvation. He came to demonstrate salvation. Yes. Yes. And the Holy Ghost has not come on you just to offer you salvation. The Holy Ghost has come on you so that you can be a demonstration of salvation. Yes. So Jesus came. If he only came for salvation, if he only came to redeem us and to give us heaven as our home, if that was the only reason he came, he wouldn't have been here for 33 years. That's right. Amen. If he only came to pay the price on the cross and to be the sacrifice, then while he was a baby, they could have just gone ahead and put him up on the cross. I mean, especially in a culture like today where we don't care to slaughter babies. Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. But he didn't come just to pay the price. He didn't come just to be the sacrifice. He came to be the demonstration of salvation to show you and I how we can live when we live in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. So Jesus came to earth wrapped in human flesh. He endured temptation and affliction. And he regained the dominion that had been forfeited. Now, if you and I are going to seek dominion, if you and I are going to walk in authority, where you can walk into a mall and a lady come up and say to your wife, are you Amy? And she says, yes. And she says, I heard you preach in revival about five years ago. And I said to her, I said, well, how are you doing? She said, not good. She said, I'm getting divorced. 
I said, I'll pray for you. She said, no, you don't understand. She said, it's already been settled, 50-50, everything's done. In fact, next week, the judge meets to, to, to finalize the divorce. It's already done. I said, I'm going to pray anyway. Come on. It wasn't days later. It was 24 hours later, wasn't it, Amy? Sitting at the house, I got a message from that lady. said, just want you to know that God did a miracle. My husband and I are staying together. We're yeah. going to cancel this divorce. You are meant to be a world changer that releases the authority of God everywhere you go. You have the ability to speak prophetically into people's lives. Stop talking about people and start talking to people through the strength of the Holy Ghost and taking dominion everywhere you go. But if we're going to learn to be able to walk in the power of God, the authority of God, and to be able to release it, you have to first possess it. You can't release what you've never possessed. But if we're going to learn to walk and to release the anointing, I mean chain-breaking anointing, then we're going to have to learn how to endure temptation and the test of life. That's right. You're going to have to learn how to endure affliction. You're going to have to learn how to be tested, tried and true. You're going to have to learn how to get victorious over the temptation of your flesh. Amen? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> we need to pray. Come up here. I need some pastors that we need to pray. Come on. What's, what's going on? Don't breathe. Well, you're just about to breathe. Where's Pastor Tina? Where's... Oh, we're about to... We're about to see God supernaturally heal you. Now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus right now, healing to her lungs. Yes, Lord, I pray God. that you would breathe your up, breath God. on her right now. Yes, in the name Lord. of Jesus, we take authority over every sickness, yes, and we God. pray right now. Lord, I just heard the Lord say, take, take a deep take breath. Away, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. My God Almighty, that's the yes. Holy Ghost. Yes. My God Almighty. My Lord, come on, pray, church, pray. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. God's healing this lady right now. You are going to breathe like you have never breathed. God said, I'm taking out the old breath, putting in the new breath. God said, I'm breathing on you right now. Lord, we pray for the healing in Jesus' name. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right now. Devil, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Sickness, we take authority over you in Jesus' name. Anointing, the anointing of a holy God. Anointing of a holy God. Now take a deep breath. How do you feel? You feel good? I bet if you were feeling good, you'd probably shout. Come on, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Demonstrate to you what it looks like to take authority over something. Yeah. If we're going to learn to walk in authority to where you can speak to sickness, where you can speak to poverty, where you can speak to circumstances, see Christ exalted, then we're going to have to learn that we're going to be tested and we're going to be tempted and we got to stop playing with devils and being entertained by devils if we're going to cast some devils out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I want to preach to you this morning about temptation and trials. And we're going to see Jesus do what Adam could not do. And we're going to see Jesus do what Israel would not do. And that is endure the enticements of our adversary. Yeah. Yeah. I want to show you how you can come out of any and every circumstance stronger with the anointing of God on you in an unusual way. Yeah. If you have your Bible, Luke chapter 4, and starting with verse 1, it says this. Then Jesus, somebody shout that name. Jesus! There is no name like that name. Amen. Then Jesus, you want to underline this right here, being filled. So Jesus was filled with what? The Holy Spirit. He returned from Jordan and was led by what? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness. Come, the men there. There he was tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. So first thing I want you to notice today is that the Bible records that Jesus was both filled by the Spirit and led by the Spirit. In order to have dominion, you've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and then you've got to be led by that Spirit that God has filled you with. Come on. Yes, we don't walk according to our flesh. Right. We are not led around like puppets on a string with our emotions. Yes, we are not led by our circumstance. We're not led by a backslidden demonic government. We are led by the Spirit of the Lord. Yes. If you're led by all those things, you'll talk about all those things. But when you're led by the Spirit of God, everywhere you go, everywhere you go, honey, everywhere you go, you got the Word of God on your heart. I'm not here to tell you what Fox said. I'm not here to tell you what CNN said. I'm not here to tell you what MSNBC said. I'm not here to tell you anything other than what I have found in the Word of God. When you are filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit, there's a Word on you that you got to get out. You're even looking for somebody to listen. Let me tell you what I found in the Word of God today. Come on, Man, that's right. We're going to be equipped being led by everything else. Yes. Be led by the kingdom, but you can't be led by him until you're filled by him. That's right. Come on. He was led and filled by the Holy Ghost. We don't preach on this. Now, Jesus, before we get to Luke 4. Now, listen, there are how many Gospels? There's four. Only three of them record this. Why? Three of the Gospels were written in the perspective of looking at Jesus' humanity. And then John was writing, looking at Jesus' divinity. And so in these three Gospels that have the recording of the temptation of Jesus, it, we are looking to see the, the human part of Jesus, yes. not the divine part. Right. And so you need to understand that when you read the Gospels. And so the Gospels record that before Jesus is up in the wilderness, and I'm going to preach to you today, teach you some, some wrong teaching you've got. He was not led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That's not what your Bible says, and that's not what happened. So I'm going to teach it to you today. Are you all right? Yeah. But before he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and here's why, because the Bible says that God cannot be tempted, nor will he tempt anybody. God doesn't entice people to sin. That's he right. won't set you up for failure. He sets you up for success. Yes. Come on. Amen. But before they got to the wilderness, before he was led by the Spirit out to that place, 
that dry and barren place. The Bible says that Jesus was baptized. Mm -hmm. He was baptized with water mm -hmm. and he was baptized with spirit. Mm -hmm. Your Bible records that Jesus showed up and John was preaching about baptism and repentance and baptism is symbolism of salvation. Mm -hmm. Baptism is signifying unto the world that the old person is dead and the new person is now living. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. That baptism is symbolic not that we made a decision, but that we were converted and made new. Yes. That the old man is dead yes. and we're yes. burying that old yes. man. I've been made new in Christ. If there's nothing new in you, then there's no Christ in you. Amen. 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 Come on. And so Jesus didn't need salvation, but he came to demonstrate salvation. Yes. And so he was baptized with water. And when he came up out of the water and he was demonstrating salvation... Your Bible says that at that moment, God the Father, with a loud voice, spoke and all the world could hear. That's my son, whom I'm well pleased with. You want to know when Lord. God's pleased with you? He's Lord. pleased with you when you are the demonstration of the salvation of the Holy Ghost. I said he's pleased with you when you become the demonstration of the work of God. When you become regenerated, when you are made new, when you are put back to where we were before the fall of man. God can't help but to slap his step of approval all over you when you are demonstrating salvation. Amen. And so as Jesus is demonstrating salvation, there's a voice from the heavens that says, That is my son in whom I'm well pleased. You ought to live life where God's pleased with you. Amen. Yeah. And then the Bible says in bodily form, say bodily form. Bodily the Holy Spirit put on a body. Come on. It was the body of a dove, but it was a body. Mm -hmm. You need to understand that you are not a being because you have a body. You're a being because you have a soul. You have a spirit. Yes. You just yes. occupy the body. Yes. And the Holy Ghost likes to get inside of some bodies. Come on. I said, I said, Amen. let me speak to my Pentecostal church for a minute. I said, <laughs> the Holy Ghost likes to invade. He likes to invade. Come on. And so the Holy Ghost got on the inside. He took bodily form like a dove. And the Bible says that the, the dove or the Holy Ghost in the form of a dove descended on Jesus. So Jesus had a baptism of water and he had a baptism of spirit. You need to be baptized by water and you need to be baptized by spirit or temptation and trials and tests are always going to whip you. Yes, You're always is. going to have your tail tucked between your legs. You're always going to be in poverty. You're always going to be in sickness. You're always going to be in sin until, somebody say until, until, until you are baptized with water and spirit. Yes. Baptized with water and spirit. Jesus was baptized with water and spirit. Now, why did Jesus need to be baptized in spirit? Why did Jesus need to have the Holy Ghost on him? After all, he's God himself. Because Jesus chose while he walked on the earth not to operate as God, Amen. but to live as man. Yes. And so every supernatural miracle that Jesus did, this will blow your mind. He did not do it as the Son of God right. and His deity of Christ as the one that has always been and shall always be. He did it as a man yes. through the strength of the Holy Spirit. Why? Yes. So that he could not only offer salvation, but demonstrate salvation. Yeah. That when the Holy Spirit comes on you, come on. you can do what the Holy Spirit caused him yes. to do. And greater. Amen. And greater. And greater. 
what Jesus said. Well, it goes all the way back to before I can get to Luke 4, I got to get in Luke 2 and 3. I got to be baptized with water and I got to be baptized with spirit. I need the fire of God to come on me. I need the fire of God to come on me. I need the anointing of God or I can't do anything. That's right. Amen. And so Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. And And Jesus is now led by the Holy Spirit into the mountain, into the desert, into the wilderness. He had this climax moment of being baptized and the Father saying, that's my son who I'm well pleased. And now he's out in the wilderness and he's not going to eat anything for 40 days. You need to understand that after blessings often come battles. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Enjoy the blessing because the battle's around the corner. Yeah. You need to understand that after high times often comes hard times. Right. Yeah. I said after high times there often comes hard times. Mm -hmm. And that triumph can suddenly take a turn to where it looks like you're in trouble, and it was God that led you to the place that you find your trouble. Paul told us, people like to quote only half the Bible. Come on. The things that I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do are the things that I do. Then we'll just go ahead and read the rest of it. Come on. He's talking about in the flesh. I can't be who God wants me to be. But if you just keep on reading to the next chapter, Come he on, begins man. to preach and teach to you and prophesy to you what it's like to live in the baptism of the Spirit of God yeah. where you can be everything God ever intended for you to be. Come on. Amen. And so Jesus has this, this wonderful moment. Now he's led out into the wilderness. And while he is led there, he, he's not led there to be tempted by God. God didn't set him up for, success, for failure. He's out there to spend 40 days to get intimate with the Father and in human form to be able to demonstrate that the only source he needs is the source of heaven. Yeah, man. It's there that he's going to show that you can put this flesh under subjection. Every bit of it. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that we fast. Is to get our flesh under subjection. To subdue it. To take authority over it. To show that our hunger drive doesn't drive us. We can take authority over that. Yeah. Come on. And so Jesus is out there led by the Spirit into the wilderness to develop his spiritual journey and to begin to deny all these fleshly things so that he can position himself as his public ministry is about to take place to, to, to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. To show that he can turn down the cravings. Come on, some of us, we whine and complain if we lose one meal. He went 40 days in yeah. the wilderness telling his flesh, I will not give in to the desires of my flesh. That's right. Some of you ought to tell yourself that next time you go talk about somebody. Amen. Come on. Amen. Some of you ought to tell yourself that next time you get upset with somebody. Come on. You know, Paul preached this to the Galatians. He said in Galatians 5, he says, I say, Come on. I think when the apostles speak, well, listen, don't you miss me. He says, I say this, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus in the wilderness where it is hot, 
It is heavy. He is isolated. He is hungry. He is demonstrating that if you are living in the spirit, you can bypass pleasing your flesh. If we're going to see an awakening, we got to quit being flesh-driven and be spirit-driven. Right. Paul said, if you walk by the spirit, you do not carry out the desires of the flesh. Amen. So how do I know if I'm spirit-filled? How do I know that, that I'm holding those feel? Let me tell you something. It is more than a top tongue and a learned dance. Because there are people that stand up and they, they should come every Sunday. Come on. And they got to dance. They memorize. They got all of that. But they get home and they cuss like a sailor. They yeah. treat everybody bad. They're watching pornography at night. Come on. The yeah. way that you know that you are baptized with a holy fire is holy fire is what's coming out of you, not the carnality of the devil. Yeah. If you are walking in the spirit, you cannot carry out the fleshly desires. Amen. Well, I don't agree with that. Well, you don't agree with the Bible. Come on, come on. You don't agree with the Apostle Paul. Come on, Walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of your flesh. Listen to what else he says, verse 17. For flesh, say flesh. Flesh. Sets its desires against the spirit. Come on. Yeah. And the spirit desires things that go against my flesh. Verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, come on, someone shout out, led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. Immorality, impurity, sexual sins, envy, drunkenness. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. We don't have to preach what the manifestations of the flesh are. We know it's strife and jealousy, outburst of anger, no control over our emotions, all of these things. But in verse 22, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit, yes. or the evidence of yeah. walking in the Spirit of God and being baptized in the fire of God is this. You got love. Mm -hmm. yeah. You love those that are unlovable. When you get the Holy Ghost, you have the ability to find good in everybody. Yeah. Yeah. When you get the Holy Ghost, you quit talking about people, quit discrediting people. You see that every person on this planet is created in the image of God. And a devil has come along and distorted that image. And we're about to see him made new again. You realize that God loves every single son and daughter that is on the planet. Amen. Yeah. And you love them. Yeah. You know, it was Jesus that said, what good do the religious have? They love those that love them. Jesus said, I'm telling you, love those that don't love you. Yeah, come on. Bless your enemy. When was the last time you blessed your enemy? That's come a on. great indicator that you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. When you begin to bless those that oppose you. Jesus is on the mountain to demonstrate what it means to walk in the Spirit and deny the flesh. Amen. Yeah. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Peace, patience, yeah. kindness, my God Almighty, goodness, faithfulness. Yeah. Come on. I'm a church. Why? God called me to be faithful. Yeah. I get up in the morning to pray with God. Why? I'm faithful. Mm -hmm. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Listen to this verse 24. Now those that belong in Christ Jesus have crucified their flesh with its passions and desires. Jesus on the mountain, before he ever was crucified on a cross, on the mountain in the wilderness, he was crucifying his fleshly yeah. desires. Yeah. He was putting to death the desires on the inside of him. 
that he would live his life with an aim to satisfy nothing but the spirit that had descended upon him. Come on. 40 days showing that we can have victory over our flesh. He was there being tested, not being tempted until the devil came along. Come on. There's a difference between being tempted and being tested, and you need to know the difference. In the Greek, the same word here is the same word in James where it talks about God not tempting people. We'll get to that for just a moment. But there is a, even though a language might be limited, God's not limited, and God wants you to understand the difference between a test and a temptation. God was testing Jesus, not tempting Jesus. Amen. The devil would come along and entice him, but he didn't go to the wilderness for that purpose. That was <clears> contrary <throat> to the very nature of God. There's a difference between going through a test and being tempted. How many of you play sports? I played sports. Those that didn't play, some of you coached, amen? And so in sports, your coach would test you, but he wouldn't tempt you. My coach, let me put it to you this way, my coach would, would test me. He wanted me to be a test will make you come out stronger and a temptation will make you come out weaker. Yeah. A test will bring you alive and a temptation will bring death to you. And so my coach, he would, he would test me. He would draw a play and he would tell me, why don't you shoot from that three-point line? When I wasn't used to shooting that three-point line, he wanted to test my abilities. He wanted me to see that I had greater ability than I recognized. He would draw up plays even though I was a short little guy. And he would draw up plays where I would, I would drive in through the lane, go up against somebody that was, uh, you know, 12 inches taller than me and, and be able to do a fadeaway and make the ball go in the basket. He was testing me. He was testing my endurance. We, we'd be running and say five more laps. Why? He was testing the abilities that we had because he wanted us to know that we were capable of so much more than we knew that we are. Yeah. And in the testing times of life, that God puts you through. He just wants you to know what he already knows. That by the spirit of God, yeah. you are made complete. And you can do all things through Christ. Yeah. A temptation is an enticement. My coach never tempted me. I never showed up, Elder Rick, to basketball practice. And gold coach Walter is that great man of God. Amen. Amen. Just re recently retired, a superintendent. That great man of God, I never walked into the locker room, Pastor Kevin, and found a bunch of alcohol sitting there because he was tempting us to see if we would pass it up. When we travel on the road and play travel ball, I never went into a hotel room, Billy, and found out that the coach left a bunch of girls in there just to see if we would be all right. There's a difference between a test and a temptation. A test is to show you how much strength and ability you have. A temptation is trying to get you away from your strength to make you weak. Yeah. A temptation has a plot to bring you down, and a test has a plot to bring you up. Somebody yeah. shout. God is testing you. He's never going to tempt you. Right. But in the testing phases of life, when God is wanting you to, to understand the strength of God that's on the inside of you, because it is your Bible that says greater that's he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. So while God is testing you, sometimes it's not always pleasant when you're being tested. You're in the weight room and, and someone's spotting you and they say, hey, let's put one more, one more rack on there. I never, I, Jared, I can't do that, but you look like you could probably, you know. You know, it's not always a, it's not always an enjoyable thing, putting a little bit more weight on there. And the enemy is crafty, he is subtle. And while you're being tested, he wants to slip in with an enticement. Yes, amen. So Jesus was there to be tested, not to be tempted. But in the midst of the test comes temptation. Yeah. 
And you need to understand that God will lead you through seasons of life where you are intended to be tested. Where you're intended to have a little bit more weight on the bench. Just so you can see that God's given you the ability to lift that thing. But in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of uh, going through the test, there is a devil that likes to approach us when we're vulnerable. James said in chapter 1, when we are tempted, or you could say enticed. When I'm enticed to sin, says no one can say that God did that. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Verse 14, but each person is tempted when what? When they are dragged away by their own evil <coughs> desires and enticed. Then after being conceived, sin gives birth. And when sin has given birth, it becomes fully grown and it brings death. Don't be deceived. You need to understand that you need to run through the test and run from the temptation. Yeah. 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 Yes. I said you need to run through the test where God is testing you, but you need to run from the temptation. The enticements are a trap. And the testing is an enhancement. Mm. I'll never forget this chaplain telling me the story that him and another chaplain, they were, we were, we were deployed, and they were sitting in a hot tub. The two chaplains just themselves kind of reminds me of being over Rick all those times sitting <laughs> in, a, in the hot tub. It's now Timo's. So Timo, next time you're out there, you just get a good vision of all those meetings that Elder Rick and I had in that, that hot tub. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, Elder Rick had some good shouts, amen. And they were sitting there in the hot tub, the two of them, and they said all of a sudden this woman came to the hot tub and said she had hardly nothing on and, and said she sat down right next to the chaplain. Got a, little, got a little flurry. And the chaplain said he got up out of that water and he said he took off running and he looked to the other chaplain that was still sitting there and he said, Chaplain, run! Amen. <laughs> Now that, get out of the water! That's not a test, it's a temptation. Yeah. That's not going to strengthen you, that's enticing you. Get away from it, that's not of God. God didn't put that there to see how holy you are. The devil put it there to try to entice you back into being unholy. Yeah. If you're going to walk in dominion, you've got to understand you were sent into the wilderness. You are sent into the difficult moments of life to be tested, to be made strong, not to be enticed, not to play around with your flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look at verse, look at verse 3. The devil said to him, I just real quickly, I want to. I don't want to go too long. I want to. I'm going to jump ahead. I want to give you some things real quick. Look at if you have a Bible, say Amen. Amen. All right, if you have your Bible, real quick, I'm going to give you some things. And I'm going to go back to preaching. Verse three, you ought to underline. It says said to him. Mm -hmm. Verse five, jump down there. You ought to highlight to him. It says showed to him. Mm -hmm. Verse nine, you ought to skip down there and underline. It says he brought him. Yep. I want you to get those. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to get there. So verse three, it says he said to him. The devil likes to entice you and tempt you by speaking softly into your ear. Yes. You have got to be careful of what you listen to. Yes. If you listen to more culture than more kingdom, you have set yourself up 
to become weak in spirit yes. and strong in culture. Yeah. Amen. The reason people are more politically intelligent than prophetically intelligent is because they spend more time listening to the politics than they do the prophets. Come on. Yes. Amen. The Lord of God. Amen. We need both. You need to know what's going on. You need to be aware of it. You know that. I preach that all the yeah. time. But the enemy likes to speak to you. Yes. So you have to be careful of what's being said to you. Amen. Not everything that is said to you is true. Right. Amen. Not everything that is said to you is for the good of you. Amen. And when he speaks to him, he says to him, basically, if you are the Messiah, a better translation would say it like this, since you are the Messiah, he knew that he was the Messiah. Since you are the Messiah, why don't you do something for yourself? You're without, why don't you be with? You need to understand during the temptations and not the testing, the enemy will speak into you and try to get your mind to think about you rather than others. Yeah. The spirit of the <laughs> devil likes to pollute your mind and your spirit and get your thoughts to be on you. Yeah. Well, you're anointed. You ought to have that. Well, you're blessed. You ought to have that. Yeah. Well, if you're a child of God, why don't you just go get it? Come on. Why do we have so many church places? Well, if you're anointed, you're a son of God. You ought to have what that preacher had. Have him better. Why don't you just go start your own? Mm. The devil likes to entice us to manifest the desires of our flesh. He likes to speak to you softly to get you to think about you. Right. But Jesus is filled with what? The Spirit. And so he tells that devil... I'm going to keep my eyes on the Father. Yeah. I am here to please the Father. Yeah. For years we have heard this scripture preached, and rightly so, that when you're facing temptation, you've got to use the Word of God to defend your temptation. Because the word, because the enemy here, he's using the word of God, he's polluting it, he's twisting it, right? And Jesus defends it by the word of God. But you need to understand, Jesus did not just have the word. And if you only have the word, you're going to lose. He had the word and spirit. I said he had the word and spirit. He was baptized in water. He was baptized in spirit. He was full of the Father, not full of carnality, even though he was wrapped in human flesh. And so the enemy doesn't want you to be full of God. He wants you to be full of you. And you can tell whether you're full of the king or full of yourself by who you think the most about. Mm. Amen. Come on. Mm. Come on. Did you speak? Did you think more about bread and Jesus this week? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. The enemy always speaking into our ear, Amen. trying to get us to think about ourselves. And we get distracted. And we preach about temptation. You think about the big things. You think, oh, I'm going to get tempted with a half-naked woman or a half-naked man. Or I'm going to get tempted with, with drugs. I'm going to get tempted with alcohol. The devil will tempt you with pure things. Yeah, I said the devil will tempt you with pure things. Satan tried to appeal to a legitimate desire just in an illegitimate way. 
And so God will take a, a legitimate, there's nothing, there nothing wrong with your hobby. There ain't nothing wrong with your passion. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But the devil will begin to whisper into your ear to get you to begin to think about everything other than the sacred assignment that you have upon the earth, which is to advance the kingdom. Yeah. I'm here to tell you that we have too many church folks, too many sons and daughters of God that are distracted because they got in a hard place and they hear a voice saying, well, let's just forget about your problem by watching 24 hours of YouTube today. Yeah. Visiting 54 websites today. Come on. There's an enemy that is subtle that wants to defeat you and the whole time you don't see anything wrong with what you're doing because you don't see what you're doing as unholy. There was nothing unholy about what the devil was offering Jesus. It was unholy on what he had to do to get what he was offering Jesus. Yeah. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to walk in dominion, you're going to have to endure the temptation to hear things all the time that distract you from the greatness of our God. You're going to have to get rid of that voice that's always telling you to do a little something for yourself. Come on. Come on. Do you know how many times that devil, before I ever pastored Impact Church, for years we did ministry, and I, I thank God that I haven't had to work a midnight shift on Saturday nights since we started this church. Would you just praise God? Yes. Amen. Amen. Because three, four years prior to that, every Saturday night at 11 o'clock I'd go to work, and I wouldn't get off work till 8 o'clock in the morning. I'd go home, I'd take a shower, I change and we leave for church. And you know how many, and then we go to church, I come home, take a little nap, go back and do another shift again. So you say, well, that's crazy. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, and you'll never do what God does through this ministry either. Yeah. Because it takes sacrifice. Yes, it does. Yes, it but does. But do you know in those times, do you know how many Sundays my wife had to hear me? You know how many times that I showed up at church where I was crying on the way to get there because my body was so weak? I just so desperately wanted sleep. That's the way Jesus felt in the mountain. He's a, that body so desperately wanted food. But he said, I'm not living for that. And I had to make a decision. I'm not living for sleep either. I'm living for the king and I'm all serving. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. But that enemy, come on. You're a son of God. Go, go, go get you a good hold in there. Just miss church today. It'll be all right. You're not preaching today. You're not in the order of service. You're not doing anything today. The enemy is always trying to entice you to think about you instead of the Lord. Yeah. I had an opportunity one time while we were serving at the intersection with Pastor Kevin. They offered me a better schedule. Yeah. Better schedule. Yeah. But it would interfere just a little with ministry. And so I went to my pastor, imagine that, and said, Pastor, how should I make this decision? If I do this, this is best for my family. I'll get three days off with my family if I make this decision. But if I do it, I'll miss Dream Team, but I'll still be here for church. I wasn't even teaching Dream Team, was I? I was just there. Pastor Kevin said to me, you want me to be honest? I said, yeah. He said, it'd be better if you could be here for Dream Team. I said, all right. And so I had a good faithful wife. We gave up on a good schedule that would have made me home more. Because I made a decision. And I don't always get it right. But I made a decision in my spirit. I'm not living to satisfy my desires. Right. I'm living to satisfy the spirit of God. Amen. 
And if that means going without sleep, if that means going without food, then I'm willing to do it. Jesus was, so should you. Amen. Come on. Amen. Come on. It's easy to get excited with Pastor Timo. Man, he had some fire on this morning, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Right? Talking about you don't know what's behind this wall. You don't know all those great men and women of God. You don't know the sacrifices of those great men and women. That's right. Come on. God pours. He don't dip. He don't just sprinkle. He pours anointing upon those that will deny the flesh and live a sacrificial life into the kingdom. So then, look at verses 4, four or 5 through 8. It says that he showed him. He took him up and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment's time. That's important for you to understand that. Because the devil's now not just going to speak to you. He will show you some things. He will show you some things. He'll put some things in front of you to get you distracted from your sacred assignment. Now, a lot of scholars believe that when the enemy was, was showing Jesus all the kingdoms of the earth at that time, that this was a mental or a vision, some kind of spiritual encounter they had. Because the highest mountain at the time was about 450 feet. There's no mountain that was high enough they could have gone on to where they could have actually seen all the kingdoms of the earth. So most of you've got to read the word. And so most scholars believe that, that when the enemy showed up and began to tempt Jesus by showing him all of the kingdoms of the world, that, that he must have taken him to a place spiritually. Or that, that he invades his mind. There, there's something here other than just the natural. You need to be cautious of your dreams and your visions. You need to be careful of what God show, what the enemy tries to show you in your sleep. You need to be careful of what the enemy tries to plant in your mind and show you in your mind of what could be yours. Come on. That's right. Yeah. And you got to get this. That when the devil tells Jesus that if you'll just bow down and worship me, you can have everything that I'm showing you. You need to be cautious of who's showing you what. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Amen. And so Jesus does not rebuke the fact. Listen, this is some good theology for you. Jesus does not rebuke or call the devil a liar when the devil says, I have all these kingdoms and I can give them to you. Mm -hmm. The devil never challenges that statement. Do you realize that? Have you ever read and seen that Jesus never rebukes, never tells the devil, you're a liar. Those aren't your kingdoms. Those are my kingdoms. No, because the enemy knew and Jesus knew that God was coming to redeem the nations of the world and to reestablish the kingdoms that were upon the earth. The devil knew and Jesus knew that dominion had been forfeited and that the devil does have authority in this earthly realm. Your Bible says in John chapter 12 and verse 31, now is the judgment of this world, the ruler of this world will be cast out. The ruler of this world. Where did he get the right to rule? We surrendered it to him. How about in Ephesians? Paul says in Ephesians 2.2, 2, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler and the power of the air and the spirit that now works in disobedience. Satan became the ruler of the world, and so he had the world to offer. And so you need to understand 
Satan can legitimately offer you some things in this world. Yeah. He can offer you advancement. Yeah. Oh, I'm lonely and I, got, I want a relationship. He can offer you a relationship. Uh, he will appeal to a legitimate desire, but offer in an illegitimate way. Yeah. He is the ruler of this world. David Guzik, I love this great man of God. He says that since Satan possesses the glory of the kingdoms of this world and can give it to whoever he wishes, it should not surprise us then to see ungodly people in position of power. So during the election, don't you think, well, it must be God's will because this is what happened. No, the devil, according to your Bible, still has control, still has authority. He is still the prince of this age in this world. The only time that God's people win an election is when we subdue the world and we take dominion from this political world. Amen. God has given free will. We are here as the church to challenge the culture, not embrace the culture. We are here to turn away from the enticements of the devil. Come on. And to take back dominion. But here's what the devil knew with Adam. But what he, and what he tried to do with Jesus, and he failed, and he's trying to do with you. If I can entice you to satisfy your fleshly desires, what your flesh desires, you'll never go on to recapture dominion. You'll never again get control in your life. You'll never again advance the kingdom of God if I can keep you in the enticement of all the desires that are on the inside of you. Yeah. Jesus spent 40 days emptying out the desires of the flesh, subduing it. How much time did you spend this week subduing your flesh? How much time did you spend this week denying your flesh of anything? Huh? When was the last time you denied your flesh? Oh, I think I'm holy because I didn't have an affair this week. Come on. Come on. Verse 9. Look at how he entices him. He brings him up on this high place here. Verses 9 through 13. After he already, after he already showed him, he brought him to this place. Verses 9 through 13. Look over there. If you're still with me, say amen. Amen. Are you learning anything this morning? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it says, then he brought him to Jerusalem. He set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down from here for it is written. And they have this dialogue back and forth. And you know that, that, that Jesus responds with scripture, but he's also got some spirit in him. And there's, there's something I want you to see in this this morning. That the devil said to him, why don't you jump off? The enemy's always trying to get you to jump off. Yeah. You ever notice? Yeah. And here's why. The devil wants you to jump off because he can't push you off. Mm. Right. Oh, I thought I was in a Pentecostal church Amen. this morning. Let me try <laughs> the devil's always trying to get you to jump off because he ain't got the authority to push yeah. you off. Yeah. Oh, I'll say it again. I said the devil is always trying to entice you to jump off the cliff of your circumstance because he don't have the authority to push you off. The only way you're going down is if you throw yourself down. Come on. You need to look the devil straight in the eye like MC Hammer and say, you just can't touch this. 
Because I'm anointed. I've been sealed by the Holy Ghost. And understand that he's trying to get you to jump off the cliff because he can't push you off of it. That's right. He cannot make the needle stick in your arm. Only you can put it in your arm. He can't put another woman in your bed. Only you can invite another woman to your bed. Come on. The devil didn't make me do it. The devil just inspired me to do it. Yeah. Tweet that. He brought him up. And he said, he said, won't you jump off? The devil's not interested in just giving you a little scratch. Come on. He's trying to destroy you. Amen. Yes, he is. Come on. He, he doesn't take people to, to lowly places and say, won't you jump off this and maybe you'll break your ankle. I'm going to take you some 200 feet and tell you, won't you just jump off. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. When you begin to have the desire to jump ship, that's not Jesus. No. Amen. That's not you being tested. No. That's you being enticed yeah. by the devil. Yeah, sure. If we're going to walk in dominion, we got to learn to stop being enticed by a devil and start being tested by God. Right. Amen. Satan can only entice you to destroy your life. He can't destroy it on his own. Mm -hmm. I want you to get this. So this is my last point. I want to spend a little bit of time in prayer. So Jesus was baptized in water, baptized in spirit, He's led by the Spirit out into the wilderness, not to be tempted, but to be tested, mm -hmm. to subdue his flesh in a place of fasting and prayer. Mm -hmm. And in that moment of being tested, the tempter comes. Come on. God will release you into a fallen world to be tested where there will be some temptation, but the temptation is not the bait of God, it's the bait of Satan. Yeah. So for 40 days, you don't have nothing to eat. Come on. I've been watching that show alone on History Channel. Watching those people 30, 40 days and all they got to eat is fish and worms and all that stuff. They're about to die. Jesus didn't eat a fish. He didn't eat a worm. He didn't eat a leaf. He ate nothing for 40 days in a human body. Imagine how weak you would be. Yeah. And then not only is he weak in flesh, but he's had a devil on the back of his neck trying to entice him and wear him down spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think Jesus is going to return from the mountain looking like? Come on. Come on. Come on. Have you ever looked in the mirror and seen you after a 12-hour shift? Come on. Yes. He had a 40-day shift <coughs> with nothing. Have you, have you ever went to work? I mean, work. Right, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> and come home feeling better than what you did when you got there? Amen. That don't happen unless you're taking a nap at work. Amen. <laughs> we ain't having that kind of confession here today. Amen. <laughs> but I mean, you, it is, you, you don't go into a place of hard labor, right, Missy? And they say, boy, I feel great. Right. You, don't, you don't go dig a ditch for six hours and then when you're done say, oh man, this feels wonderful. Yeah. No. You don't come out of work stronger in that moment, right? right? You're exhausted. But 
There is a supernatural anointing that is available for those that labor in the kingdom, not those that labor in the culture. Because as it is in the culture, it is usually opposite in the kingdom. If you want some strength and you want you want you want your your your, your body to be in better balance, then start working out with Jesus, not just working out your flesh. Right. Come on, yeah. come on. Yeah. I did ten minutes on that 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 uh, thing. <laughs> 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 <I'm not. laughs> but Jesus spends forty days, and you got to get this. We're real close. Look at look look down at fourteen. Jesus returned in what? The power. The power of the Spirit. Yep. And news of him went out throughout the whole region. That's what I said. Yeah. <sighs> Lord. You go to work in a halfway decent mood and then come home in a horrible mood. <laughs> Amen. Come on. You go to Walmart in a good mood and come out and need to get saved all over again. But Jesus, somebody say Jesus, Jesus, could go out into the wilderness and not eat anything and have a devil on his back for 40 days. And when he shows back up in town, your Bible says he came back with great unusual power of the Holy Ghost on him. And everybody was talking about him. I come to tell you this morning that when you begin to labor in the kingdom and when you get over you and when you deny your flesh and say, I don't got to eat everything that's on my plate. I don't have to have everything that I want. It's not all about me. It's not about all of my hobbies. It's not about all of my ambitions. Jesus, I am here as a son, as a daughter, as an ambassador. I am here to advance the kingdom and I'm willing to be without so the kingdom can be with. Amen. When you begin to live like that, you will sleep like you've never slept. Your body will feel like it never felt. Supernatural power. Somebody shout power. Power! Power will come upon you. Yeah. And everybody in the region was talking about it. What if everybody in the region was talking about Impact Church in 2021 because everybody that joined arms with us, all of a sudden they slept better. All of a sudden Amen. their muscles were Come a little on. bit bigger. Come all on. of a sudden they could stay up a little later. All Amen. of a sudden they didn't have to take Come the blood pressure medicine anymore. Come on. Come all on. of a sudden they didn't have to take depression medicine anymore. As they labored in the kingdom, as they denied the, the power of the Holy Spirit would fall upon them. I'm here to tell you, I have seen it. I have felt there is yes. working power in the Holy Ghost. Yes. yes. But it's not available to the lazy. Come on. Amen. Right there. The power of a holy God is not available to the distracted. Come on. Right. Yeah. And the power of a holy God. Is not available to the defeated. Mm. You're living in the wilderness. You're living it now. <laughs> and you're going to be in it the rest of your life until you learn to tell yourself no and him yes. Until you can do what Jesus did and get the right priority. Would you stand with me? Would you close your eyes?
How many of you? Nobody's moving in sanctuary. Just have some reverence in the sanctuary for just a moment. Nobody moving around. Nobody looking. You're here this morning, watching online this morning, listening on our radio, and you say, nobody's talking about the power of the Holy God that's in me. Nobody sees me returning from work, returning from church, returning from anything with the power of God on me. If that convicts you today, and it should, nobody looking, would you raise your hand? I need the power of the Holy Ghost. I need some people talking about the anointing of my life. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Hey, come on, we got to get over the pride of life. If you raise your hand, I invite you right up here this morning to kneel down at this altar and begin to deny the desires of my flesh today. My flesh says, let me just stay in my seat, but the Spirit says, let me go pray. Come on, you raise your hand. Come kneel down up here. Let's pray together. We don't have to have any music. Just a house of prayer. Come on. Let God feel you today in the same way he filled his son Jesus before Jesus was deployed into the greatest ministry that has ever existed and still going today. Now come on. Don't let the sanctuary be a sanctuary of sorrow. Begin to pray out loud right where you are. Tell God, Lord, I want you to baptize me with your spirit. I want you to Fill me with all of you. Yes. Come on. Come on. Tell him. God loves to hear the prayers of his people. Come on. Come on. Let your, let your words be lifted up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. In the same passionate way that you have a conversation with your, with your other half. In the same way you have a passionate conversation telling your children what you expect. Go to God boldly at the throne of God right now. Come on. Bless the Lord. 
Father, I pray for every son and daughter that's here today. Yes. We realize that we're going to go through the trials of life, mm -hmm. that you will test us to develop us, yes. and the devil will entice us to destroy us. Yes. But Lord, today we commit to breathe out all of this flesh yes. and to breathe in all of the spirit that mm -hmm. you will release. Yes. God, we want to be holy like you're holy. We want to be focused like you're focused. Yes. We want to walk in the supernatural, Lord. We want to be blessed and not cursed. We want to walk in your favor, oh God. So teach us your ways today. Teach us your ways today. Father, we repent and we turn from a mind that thinks about ourselves. We repent and turn from listening to things that occupy and distract our minds. Lord, we ask for forgiveness today for the moments that we've looked over the cliff and thought about jumping off. We acknowledge today, Lord, that the devil's a liar. And it's not always going to be this way. We've got greater days ahead of us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes, Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Come back here. I ain't done with you. Come on. Bless the Lord. You stand to your feet. Just bless the Lord. Yes. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Come up here, Amy. Come on. Come on. These people are hurt. Come on. Let's go. So I'm going to pray for you. Reach out your hands. I don't know why God continuously wants me to pray for you. This is like the third time. But God has a very, very special, very special. Dad, where's Dad? Come on up here. Dad, he has a very special anointing on your life. Pastor Timo was talking about transfer of anointings and all of that. Amen. So here's, here's what God says, and I, I just somehow write this down. This is from the Lord. There will be a day that you proclaim his word from this platform. Amen. You are going to preach this gospel. You are going to have altars lined with people responding. You're going to tell your story. There are going to be people that come into church that their hearts are hurting. They've been abused. They've been neglected. They've been fearful. And God's going to put such a special anointing on you. It'll be completely different than what he's put on me. But it's going to be so pure and so special that when you speak, God said to tell you that when you speak, that you've seen when I, when I pray, sometimes people get healed, right? We've seen, we've seen all kinds of things happen when I pray for people. But God said to tell you, you're going to have an anointing that when you speak, when you speak, He's going to heal hearts. Yeah. All right. People, come on. Yeah. 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 God's going to put something so deep on the inside of you that when you speak, people will dream. Yes. When you speak, they'll believe. Yes. I just heard the Holy Spirit say that in the next five years, there will be five people that intend to commit suicide and they won't jump off the cliff because God's going to put you in their life. So I anoint you and I ask God, there's fire all over you. You feel that? My Lord Jesus. God, I just pray 
that you would continue to raise her up yes. in the ways of the Lord. Yes. I pray, God, that she would get such a hunger yes. for you. I pray, God, that she wouldn't be able to put her Bible down. Yes. That she would just be so thirsty to know more about you. I pray that every time I see her, she's got a question because she's just been reading it, wanting to know the supernatural ways of God. Yes. Now, the Lord just told me there's a part of your heart that he wants to heal. Because mm. God says you can only give out what you possess. And God yeah. said to tell you that even tonight when you go to sleep, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you in an unusual way. And there's a part of your heart that has been hurt. And you try to hide it. You don't talk about it. But God says tonight, I'm coming to touch it. Yeah. I'm yeah. coming to heal it. Yeah. God says when you wake up tomorrow morning, you will notice what you've been trying to hide. Yes. No longer needs to be hidden. Yeah. Bless the Lord. Now, if you believe that and receive it, let the Lord yeah. know. Yeah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Good place to be. Amen. Amen. Right. Grab somebody's hand. <laughs> Because Christ is greater than Corona. Come on. <laughs> Grab somebody's hand. Come on. All right. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus taught us how to pray. Some of what's on earth about to get on you. Amen. The Holy Spirit's going to so wreck you one day that that good hair of yours is going to look like Timo's, like a cat. <laughs> he's going to get a hold of you one of these days. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here. You know what? God says you've got a unique heart. You've got a good heart. You're going to be tempted and you're going to be tested in life. You won't fall. That's what we all do. Just keep getting back up. Yeah. God's for you. God has a, a plan for you. God's going to rearrange things in your entire family one of these days because of prayers that you'll pray. Amen. Yeah. So, Lord, I bless this young man. Mm. I thank you for every time that he's been here. Yeah. I thank you that he's part of our family of faith. Yes. Lord, I pray that you would continue to yes. reveal yourself. Lord, he's got, he's got interest in his mind. You're going to bless it. God's going to bless your mind. I don't, I don't know what your grades are like in school. I don't know how you are intellectually, but God says there is an intellectual anointing that God's going to make available to you. Yes. God's going to bless your mind. God says you're going to understand things other people can understand. you believe that? Can you receive that? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. God says you're not like the rest. He's going to use you. For his service. Yes. Mm. You keep your little hand in God's big hand. Yes. Together you'll split red seas. Yeah. Together you'll change lives. Yeah. Lord, I bless him. I thank you, Lord. We as a church from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for this man of God that's here today. Lord, bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, you got some more hands. We're 1245. Here we go. We're going in. Jesus taught us how to pray. So let's pray the way he taught us to pray. Pastor Timo, end us out. Lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Mark, Father. Lord, Father.
Do the dance! Do the dance! <laughs>